Hi, I'm Brooke Spate and I'm delighted to be with you again for another episode of Regen for a New Future. Our aim with this podcast series is to speak with SAP leaders and partners in an effort to gain some understanding of the world of work in the current economic, business and political climate. We'll do our best to try and ease some of the anxieties and challenges that we're all facing during these turbulent times. I'm here in our London office with Paula Warmer, SAP's Senior Director of Strategic Communications in EMEA South. We're here to talk about her experiences of juggling a career and family and trying to achieve that much sought after work-life balance. Let's get straight into the conversation. Hi Paula, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for joining me today. For those that don't know, we work together at SAP. It's great to be able to take a step back from the work that we normally do and have this conversation. So can you give our listeners uh, an overview of your role and responsibilities at SAP? What does the average day uh, in Paula's life look like? Well, I think the exciting thing is there's no average day in my life because every day is very different. Mm -hmm. Um, So I look after the communications, as you know, um, for the EMEA South region for our partner ecosystem success for SAP. Which is is a new thing, isn't it? The partner ecosystem success. Exactly. My job is very much focused around how do we promote, share, tell the stories of our partners internally and also externally and, and to share the story of SAP. And so a lot of the work that I'm doing is translating the strategy and the um, plans for SAP, but looking it through the lens of a partner. And what does that mean for our partners? But also at the same time, thinking internally for our own employees and what do they want to know to make their, their jobs more interesting for them to be able to do their everyday kind of work. So that's a big part of my job. And it's the amazing thing is it's really creative. It's really different. No two days are ever the same. So one day I might be working on um, an all hands employee meeting. And then the next day we're working on a podcast like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so every day is different and it's a great opportunity for you to just be very creative and visionary. Yeah, I love the drive to really like humanise business like we often talk about and make the sort of business environment less robotic and and businessy really. Yeah, yeah kind of, especially since we're at EMEA South is such a massive region and often you don't meet the people that you work with, your role and impact on this region is immense. So um, you clearly have a very busy role. So how do you achieve that work-life balance And what do you do to unwind typically? I think it's all about being super organised mm-hmm. and I'm quite an organised person I'm a bit of a list person yeah I've seen um, your list and so um, I tend to plan quite a lot ahead so from a work point of view I will put together a plan for the year mm-hmm. um, I'll take that plan and think about it from a say quarterly point of view and think about what do we want to be doing over the next three months and then I'll kind of break that down into something a little bit more structured but there's always that room for flexibility because there's always new things that are coming along when you're doing a communications job so I think part of it is being quite planned quite quite structured and what we're doing I think the other thing is also the great way that we all work today because we all work in a very flexible hybrid environment that allows for that flexibility so I've got 
a family at home. I've got two children. I want to also, as well as do my super busy job, spend time with my children and to be there at those key moments, like on their sports day or be there for a parents' evening or whatever else I want to be there for. Um, so I think it's important to kind of plan your time around your children, your life, your commitments, if you want to go and do exercise, sport or whatever it is, trying to balance my week out by being quite structured and planned mm, yeah, as much as I can. <laughs> because being a mum is ultimately your, your number one priority. And do you feel like there's times where you've had to say no to things at work and you've had to sort of put your foot down or move things around to compensate for things like that? Definitely. I think there's times where... I've had to do it both ways yeah. Um, because my priority is my family. I'm a mum and my children are my number one priority. But I also love my job, my career. And, you know, there are times where I might have to do something for work, but I will always try and balance that out. Mm -hmm. I think that also comes back into the little bit of the planning. So if I know ahead that I've got you know, a sports day, a parents' evening or something my family needs me to be at, mm. I will plan that in and I'll be religious about keeping in place and won't move it. Definitely. Whereas at the same thing with work. So I know, for example, in September, I've got two work trips that are coming up right at the beginning of September. The family know about it. It's already in the diary. And so I will, whatever's going on around then, everyone knows that I'm away for those periods Absolutely. of time. So I think it's, it's not perfect. There's going to mm -hmm. be times where there's clashes and I'm going to maybe have disappointed somebody, you know, slightly, particularly, you know, maybe at home being a mum. But, you know, we're not perfect. And it's just about being there where you can. Well, you've spoken a lot about how you manage your time between work and your family, but what about you? What do you do personally to give yourself that time to relax and not have to deal with either of those major life stresses, perhaps? <laughs> um, I'm really into sports. I try to every day either go for a run or I do like a spin class or something like, or yoga or something like that. So I'm always, every day, I'm really quite religious about it. So again, every morning I book in to do a class before I start work or every evening. Yeah, um, I'm always fast asleep yeah. while you're like... <laughs> I know, so my 6.30am class, which I... If you'd asked me a few years ago, will you get up at 6.30 in the morning and go and do a class? I'd be like, absolutely no way. <laughs> but now, because life's so busy, it's the only way for me to be able to do it. Is, is I set my alarm at 6, go and do my class, 6.30, back mm. by 7.15. I can sort my children out, get them off to work, start work from sort of 8 yeah. um, onwards. But the other thing that I did was four years ago, I started playing hockey again. And I hadn't played since... I went to school and I was in the hockey team at school and played sort of uh, county level hockey. And then I stopped for years and years and years. And then about, yeah, four years ago, I thought I want to do something for myself. So I started playing hockey again. And that's my other uh, reliever. So I will train on a uh, Wednesday night and then I play every Saturday. Because people always preach it, don't they, that, that exercise and sports helps with how, the handling stress. And I always sort of have a bit of an eye roll, but it really does help. Yeah. And also when you said about hockey, were you able to make a lot of friends doing that as well? I, did you say it was like a certain age group that you, that you play hockey with now? So the team that I'm in is yes. all age groups, which is really oh, lovely. Okay. So there's people that, you know, I've got 
to people my daughter's age that I'm playing with, right through to people that are sort of 50 or 60 years old. So it's a massive age range. But what I love about it is it's nothing to do with anything else in my life. Yeah. So no, you know, I started playing hockey and no one knew anything about my work, about my past mm. history, about any other things I do. I'm just me, myself. And it's a team sport. Turn up, rock up and it's, you know, how, how have you played that day? I think also my daughter plays hockey. So it's another way for me to connect with her because we both play hockey and sometimes we play hockey together and then sometimes I'm watching her. So we've got a mutual interest. How old are your kids now? 15 and 17. Did you think it was a lot harder to juggle being a mum and your full-time job when they were younger? I think you go through different stages depending on how old they are and each stage has its own challenges yeah. um, uh, and you deal with it in a different way and I think initially when my, when I first had my children I came back to work part-time and at that time bearing in mind we're talking sort of 15 17 years ago it was kind of unheard for you to come back part-time and it was much more difficult to come back on a, a you know flexible work basis and I remember the conversations I had at that time with HR this is quite a while ago and it was a cha more challenging conversation because it was less normal and less acceptable at that time to work part-time when you came back from maternity leave I think it's really different now it's, yeah. it's a completely different ball game so but back to your original question about how it's been challenging over the years I think when they were younger when they were babies um, they were both in nursery so they I would um, go off to work I used to go early in the morning my husband used to drop them off at nursery I'd be at work all day and then I'd leave work early go and pick them up and we had a great routine going and then it kind of shifts and changed is when they start school and so then you've got the next kind of chapter which is around school holidays children finishing early you've got inset days you've got you know sickness and all these other things that you've got to factor in mm. and a lot of it is around having a good network of friends and family and so I used to ask my friends used to ask my family to help quite often and then rely on kids clubs and things yeah. like that. Did you at the time tell the team that you're working in about everything that was going on at home? I think today I would be a lot more transparent. Right. At that time um, when my children were younger as a woman at that time, you had to be able to see, be seen to be able to kind of cope with everything and do it all. And so it, I was less transparent about my whole other life that was going on outside work, I have to be honest. I think today is really different. I think we're far more open, honest, far more accepting of women and the challenges that having children, childcare, school and all those other things come about. But at the time... I talked about being super organised. I had to be super organised with my children, childcare, school holidays and all those kind of things. Definitely. So you touched upon there about how perhaps you weren't very transparent years ago when your kids were younger. Did you find that being a woman in business was much harder than perhaps some of your male colleagues? I can't speak for men because I'm, I'm not a man, obviously. Right. Um, but from my own personal experience, I think there's times where... As a woman, even though I'm in a very equal relationship with my husband, he mm. has always looked after the children. He's always been, you know, done equal childcare. When they were, you know, younger, he took them everywhere. So that was always very equal. But ultimately, as a woman and as a mum, you're the one that's always thinking of the softer things. So you're always thinking are they okay? Hang on a minute. Um, we've got a party tomorrow. It's their birthday. There's Christmas coming up. As a woman, you're 
thinking about school things. I can't tell you the countless times I'd be sitting at work and then I'd get a message from the school coming in saying, it's school bumblebee day tomorrow. Um, can your children come dress as a bumblebee? Is it and not then, sometimes really hard to switch off from like like the mum mode and bumblebees yeah. to like and I'd be corporate going, oh meetings? <laughs> and in my head I was thinking, hang on a minute, how am I going to pull off a bumblebee outfit by tomorrow? Yeah. And so, but... <laughs> That, as I said before, thank goodness for friends. Um, and so we would have a, a WhatsApp group. Everybody would be messaging, saying, anyone got a bumblebee outfit? Yeah. One saviour mum would go out and buy a group of, uh, you know, outfits. And we would all kind of help each other out. So there are times like that. I think also it was really apparent to me, it was only a few years ago, actually, so relatively recently. And I was in early in the morning and we were filming um, something for one of our kickoff meetings. And we got all the filming kind of set up. We had all our executives there. And then I stood outside the room and I was making a phone call to my husband um, because it was my daughter's birthday the next day. And I was saying to him, right, can you get the cake? Can you get the presents? Can you sort out party bags? And I was kind of reeling off all the things that he needed to go and buy for the next day. And then I walked back into the room and my boss at the time turned around to me and said, I had no idea that you have to do all of that and you hold down a really busy job. I don't mm. think of any of those things. And I think it was at that point that it became really apparent to me that as a woman, you do have other things that, or extra things outside of your work that you're always thinking of at home. So after that sort of transparency in, in that working relationship, did you benefit from that? Is Would you recommend that to other mums to sort of share a bit more of your personal life at work? Definitely. And I definitely think that since over oh, the last couple of years, because of everything that's happened with COVID, with homeworking and with all those kind of things, I think we all became much more personal in that we got to know people at a different level. And I feel now I can say very easily to anyone that I work with anything about my, you know, how I'm feeling that day. Am I having a great day? How are my children? Or hang on, I've got to go to a dentist appointment. I've got to take my daughters to have an optician's appointment, whatever it might be. Before, I might have been more reluctant to do that. Whereas now, I think you're much more transparent about your life, you know, who you are as a person and the real world that we all live in. Yeah. Because we, we all do, we've all got this things going on at, at home. And I realised this, uh, um, it was recently SAP's 50th anniversary, as you know, and that was sort of a big celebration all over the world. But the celebration for the UK was a big family event near London. And I got to see all these people that, that I, see, I see around the office daily and uh, in, in their suits and got to see them with, um, you know, with their like, board shorts and, and like their kids. And it was just, it was so surreal to actually like to see what normally would be quite a corporate environment, much more casual and friendly. And I, I like that way of working as someone that's just starting out their career. That's how I would want to continue a working in where it's more transparent, more honest, friendlier, because I think everyone can relate um, on a personal level to some of the um, things that you've had to face over the years. But what about being a woman in business generally? I think it's changed dramatically. Um, not so many years ago, I remember going to an all-employee event and walking into a sea of all men yeah. um, in suits, and there was myself. And I think that's massively changed now. And if you look at the leadership across SAP and the EMEA South region, um, it's much more diverse, which is great 
to see. But I think there's a lot more work the industry as a whole needs to do. And I think that is very much going to be led by having more female role models, more women in senior leadership positions and roles that other people can look up to and aspire to be those particular people in the future. Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about how you've been uh, a bit more transparent over time and how the workplace has changed. Are there any other things that have changed in your opinion? As you know, we've been through pandemics and all sorts. What else for you um, has changed and has it gone in the right direction? I definitely think it's gone in the right direction. I think that much more, um, as we talked about, much more transparency, open honesty about who we are as people and as individuals, not just who we are within the workplace. So I think that's one thing. I talked earlier about the the flexibility and the way that we can work now. Back when I started out working, it was very much, you had to be seen to be in the office and there was much more presenteeism. So for example, I remember one of my early day jobs, I work for a PR company, And it was very much about the hours that you worked and you were seen to be in the office. So, you know, whoever stayed the latest, they were obviously working the hardest. And that's gone now. You don't have to be seen to be working 12 hours sat at a desk at an office. And you also don't have to be doing set hours. So it doesn't matter what hours you're doing or where you're working. It's much more about how you are, you know, you've got a job to do. Are you achieving your job? So it's much more about what you're achieving as opposed to being present and being visible. And I think that has a much better impact on people's lives and also your own mental health, I think, because you've got a chance then to go and do other things. So you can get up, like I said, I go in the morning, go for a van or go to the gym. I could do that at lunchtime. I could go and meet a friend for a coffee and then come back and continue working. You can balance your life much more effectively. I think that's a major change. Yeah. I definitely think you're more productive that way as well. Like you can put you can put 12 hours in a day, but actually how many of those hours are you you know, focus on getting things done in with a positive mindset. I so, agree. Yeah. And I think the other thing I learned was when I were, came back after having my children, I went and worked part time. I realised how much more productive I was because I was working, say, a three or four day week. I was super focused during that time because I knew I had to get out the door to get my car to pick my children up from childcare. So there wasn't the lunches and the chatting and the, you know, going off for so many breaks, which I'm not saying that advocating that as a good thing. I was just very productive. Yeah. So what have been some of the more difficult times you faced and how did you respond to them? I had a particularly challenging time when my son transitioned to go from childcare to going to school. And at that time, it doesn't happen anymore, but at that time, for the first term of school, um, he had to go in half days, so just nine till 12. And I was working full time and I was scratching my head around how was I going to do childcare for the rest of the day. And I remember ringing up the school and asking the school and said, what do other parents do? What do other mums do with the rest of the day? And the receptionist at the school saying to me, the other mums don't work. And so that was really not very helpful. Do you experience much like mum shame in like the school playground or wherever? Did you ever like feel like guilt was put upon you when it shouldn't have probably a small amount I think a little bit because there was 
there's and there probably is still today but there's mm-hmm. there's the mums that that would be that weren't working and that were there with you know their children taking them picking them up every single day and then there's there was also the mums that were working whether part-time flexibly or however they you we were working and there could sometimes feel like there was a little not there's not a divide but almost a lack of understanding either way I think but I think today it's different because people work more flexibly it doesn't actually matter whether you're working from home or in an office or you're not working at all I think everyone's just doing the best they possibly can however that is yeah yeah I think there is so much more empathy going around in general in the last couple of years which is definitely a positive thing So my last question for you, Paula, is what would be your advice for someone like me who's just starting out with their careers, you know, as a woman, what would be your one piece of advice to give someone starting their career? Just don't beat yourself up. You can't be perfect at everything. I'm quite guilty of that. (laughs) You know, you can't be the Per, you know, as a mum, I'm talking about from a from a mum point of view, you can't be the, the perfect mother, the perfect wife, the perfect you know em, employee all the time. There's got to be give and take, and just to give yourself a break because it's okay if one day you're not quite there or you don't make it to something or you don't deliver something you want to deliver. It's not the end of the world, and so I think it's about giving yourself a break and not trying to be perfect at everything all the time. Because I, I, I find that sometimes something will bother me in the moment and then I have to think, like, will it, be, will it bother me next week? Like, you just have to debrief, take what you can, learn from any mistakes that you make. I mean, one example is I remember when my kids were younger and they were in nursery full time. And I remember thinking, they're going to be scarred for life. They're in nursery all the time. And I asked my children now and they're like, oh, they don't even remember being remember. in nursery. Yeah. They don't remember. <laughs> and so I was beating myself up this, I'm this awful mum, I'm at work all the time and they're in nursery. And they don't re- even remember the fact they were in nursery. You that, know, they'll the, remember when, do, the, when you took them to the park at the weekend, you know, the quality the quality time over, over the little school run moments. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that seems like a good place to end the conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today, Paula. Um, it was lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Huge thanks to Paula for taking the time to talk me through her career. A fascinating chat. I hope you'll agree. Next time on the podcast, I'll be speaking to executive coach and founder of Jumpstone International, Matt Guyver, who will tell us why SAP have brought him on board to coach the leadership team. Don't forget to follow the series on your favourite podcast app. And if you've enjoyed the show, please do give a positive rating and review. But for now, it's goodbye from me, Brooks Bates. Thanks for listening. <laughs>